0: This is the Tim and Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, NoNonsenseForex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 39 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Uh, speaking of Forex, the Forex market is getting really good. Um, Is it going to stay there? Well, a lot of signs are pointing that way. We don't know this for sure, but the world is getting more chaotic and as the world gets more chaotic, more people go to cash. As more people go to cash, the forex market gets really good. If you have sat out the last six months, year, two years, get off your ass and get trading and get onto blueberry markets if you're outside of the United States. The broker you choose matters, and you want the broker with the top customer service in the game in case something goes wrong. And over the course of the years, something always will. If you click the link down below, that will take you to my blog. It is a blog post I specifically made for Blueberry Markets to keep you up to date on what's going on at the bottom of the blog. That is the magic link, you click the magic link, you will get a cashback bonus after you place your first trade, and you will get your own native speaking customer service rep that you can call on should anything ever go wrong. If you're a trend trader and you're not trading Forex in this environment, I just don't know what to tell you anymore. But starting now is a lot better than starting later, so get yourself started now and get yourself started with Blueberry Markets. If you're inside of the United States, I have a great broker for you as well, Check the show notes down below. It is the Ten Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, just like gold, the listenership of this podcast is slowly moving up and to the right. Now, so much to where you really don't even notice it, but I'm you know looking back at the uh, at the numbers, it's grown quite nicely. So thank you. To all of you. And if you would be so kind, if you are on YouTube right now, please give us a thumbs up and please subscribe if you haven't already. If you are on Apple Podcasts, uh, you could do this on iTunes. I don't know if you can still do it on Apple, Um, but you can give us a five star review there if they allow you to. And now on Spotify, you were able to rate podcasts. If you can give us a five star review there, that would be great. Spotify is our largest platform. You pretty much have The Joe Rogan Show at the very top. And then right below the Joe Rogan Show, you have the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. So help us overtake the Joe Rogan Show by giving us a five-star review on Spotify. And then maybe I can actually get Spotify to pay me. But uh, speaking of gold, we need to talk about the gold market because pretty much everything commodities-related and precious metals-related is moving. Um, Now The problem is a lot of things have moved a lot. You know, things like tin and graphene and, you know, uranium to a degree, and now oil. Now, if you zoom out a lot, which you should always do, You'll see that if this is the real switch from equities to commodities that we've been waiting for, then you're still pretty early to all of this stuff. But there's no way to really know for sure. What I do know is gold is moving and silver is moving, but they're moving at a, at a lower rate. Uh, and that's good because they're going to go up with everything else. But because they haven't moved up as much, now, now is still a really good time to get in if this is what you want to do. Or it's a great time to add to your positions if that's what you want to do as well. If you're starting the uh, the commodities soccer team, like we've talked about before, you know you got your more defensive players in the back, your more speculative positions up front, your goalie is going to be physical gold or some version of that, and then your defenders are going to be your gold miners. But your gold mining ETFs with, with the larger names in it or just the actual large gold miners like Barrick, Newmont, you know, Franco, Nevada, those type of people. Now, there are ETFs for these things as well. There is GDX from Eck, which everybody knows. And uh, one that's a lot lesser known but comes from a name that you probably do know is ticker symbol SGDM. This is the large gold mining ETF from Sprott. So Eric Sprott, Rick Rule, people like that. Handpicking these particular stocks in this ETF, um, which is a pretty intriguing proposition, I think. Um, but when it comes to GDX and SGDM, there's one problem. They pretty much have the exact same holdings. Just slightly different percentages of each one. And as a result, if you go look at the charts right now, they pretty much move in tandem with each other, you know, save a few little areas. You know, so what I thought we would do is because there are a lot of gold mining ETFs out there. You know, we already covered silver, but there's not that many, so we can knock it out in one episode. I say this week we take two that are similar to the ones I just talked about and run them head-to-head so you can make a better informed decision should you want to go this way. Now, this is going to be kind of more in your midfield section when it comes to your soccer team, so these have a higher upside which means they also have higher risk. However, because they're in an ETF wrapper, and because you have companies like Sprott and VanEck picking these things, I think the risk is a lot less than it would be if you were just simply going out on your own and picking an individual mid-tier gold miner. So before we start, we need to answer the question, You know, is it too late to get into these things? Again, this is not financial advice. Don't do anything I say, but I certainly don't think it is. Now, you might say, well, gold's approaching all-time highs. You know, I wish I was in it back when it was a lot lower. Well, it doesn't everybody? You know, you can say that about just about any commodity right now or any precious metal. Now, that that is a childish way to think. If there's upside and if we are really shifting from equities to commodities go look in an equities and commodities chart right now you can see we are scraping the bottom or we've already scraped the bottom when we're finally heading upwards which is what we want to see and if you look at that same chart you can also see just how far we have to go trough to peak uh, and to put this into further perspective these two etfs we're talking about which is going to be van x gdx j and then sprots sgdj if you go right now and look at a one-year chart even though the price action is a bit different between the two, pretty much both of them are almost exactly where they were one year ago today. Uh, so I think you would be nuts to sit there and say you're too late. If you're, not, if you're too late on this, what are you not too late on? You know, I think there's tremendous value here. So you have two instruments with higher upside, decreased downside from just doing this on your own. In a market with a long way to run, you know, gold's great on its own, but on its own, it's nothing more than defense. You can actually play offense with gold this way, and this really is one of my preferred ways to do it. So, let us begin with Van Eck Vectors Junior Gold Miners ETF, ticker symbol GDXJ. Now, a while ago, This used to have some pretty large gold miners in it. You couldn't even really call it junior, but they have rejiggered it a little bit. And you definitely have more speculative plays. And I don't say speculative like a low-cap altcoin. You know, I say speculative in the the gold mining world. You know, companies that are in that kind of mid-tier but on their way to large tier. And if you can get those mid-tier companies before they go large tier, you're going to be in good shape. And you're getting a lot of them here. Uh, What I also want to do is kind of open up the hood and look inside to see what these ETFs have. Now, both of them have a lot of companies, and they keep the percentages pretty low. This is something you will not see in the larger versions of these two ETFs. Um, But because you're doing a little more speculation here, they spread things out really nice and even and don't over-leverage into one company. Now, when you open up and look under GDXJ's hood, you find some pretty interesting things here. There are some gold miners that I am familiar with, and many of you are probably familiar with as well, but some of them are awfully big, and some of them are actually known as silver mining companies. For example, their very top holding, Pan American Silver, number one in the Eck Junior Gold Miners ETF. I say, well, you know, VP. A lot of these silver companies have, you know, a ton of gold. Sometimes almost half their production. Not Pan American Silver. It's only 29% gold compared to 48% silver. So probably less than a lot of people would be led to believe. And, you know, especially if they saw this in the top holding of a gold miner ETF. Uh, now, if you look deeper into Pan American Silver. They also have lots of exposure in some of those basket case countries like we were talking about, like Peru and Argentina. Now, will this affect their gold mines? Probably not, but it will affect the stock. Then again, if you don't have a lot of silver exposure either, you know, having a giant silver miner in your portfolio like this is not a bad thing at all. It's actually kind of nice. Um, speaking of, a little further down the list, you will also find Hecla, Uh, Which, if I recall correctly, is one of the most pure silver miners in the game, as far as the large mines go, and that's pretty hard to find. Mm -hmm. Along with one of the most popular silver mining companies out there, First Majestic. Uh, Even though First Majestic does have a lot more gold now than it used to. In this ETF, you are getting a pretty decent amount of silver exposure that you may not expect to find. Again, this can be a delight, or this can be a disappointment. It just depends on what your portfolio looks like right now and which direction you were looking to head. Now, let's compare this with SGDJ. Now, VP, are there a lot of silver miners here? Is there a lot of silver exposure? Bro, I have no idea. I don't recognize almost any of these companies. And it's because a lot of them are on the London Exchange, the Aussie Exchange. There's a South Africa in there. And if you've ever heard Eric Sprott or Rick Rule talk about a lot of these gold miners and their jurisdictions, they're very bullish on non-North American miners. Uh, There are some within North America that they do like, but if they had their choice to speculate on smaller juniors, which is what we're doing here, you know, seeing this lineup inside of their ETF doesn't really surprise me. I've actually heard Rick Rules say in the past, if you're an American investor, for example, but you don't have access to these foreign markets, dump your discount broker and get serious because you are not a serious investor if you only have access to a limited amount of stocks. Now, this is easier said than done for most people. I know a lot of private banks can give you really great exposure to a bunch of markets. That's one way. Uh, Bottom line, it's really expensive. Uh, So if you do want a basket of exposure to gold mining companies around the world, this is not a bad way to do it. You will have a decent amount of Canadian exposure here, but not much United States exposure, oddly enough. You know probably the best jurisdiction out there pound-for-pound pound. now but again these are more speculative and before you start digging and looking yourself I thought I would provide you a little bit of insight of what to expect so you can decide if you want to go this route go a different route or simply sit on the sidelines I don't know what you're sitting on the sidelines for but most people Still think, and will always think, that trying to get a bunch of upside out of gold by putting your money down in gold mining stocks, uh, when you can simply just invest in gold or bitcoin instead, seems a bit reckless. Seems a bit crazy. Well, it is reckless and crazy if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, But if you know what you're buying, and you're going with trusted names, you're anything but crazy. You're just early.